Thanks for being here tonight. I always enjoy and, and love nights like these where we can get together as leaders and just have frank conversations, just enjoy each other's company, eat good food. And you know what's great about tonight is, you know, not everybody has their phones out. It's like, uh, are we winning? Are we losing? Like, no one cares about the Pro Bowl, right? And so... <laughs> Uh, no distractions, we can kind of lean in and focus, and so it's great to be with each and every one of you, and you know, tonight I'm going to be a little bit all over the place, Uh, I've got some things I I would love to cover, and I'll just kind of give you the building blocks of where I'm headed tonight, I I would love to give you just kind of the state of the church, uh, where the big C church is, and where we kind of find our place in that as Northridge Church. I want to give you a little bit of an inside look on a couple things um, that I'd love for you to know about, and then I'd just like to tell you where we're going from a teaching perspective. And so it's going to kind of be like bing, bang, boom. We're going to go all over the place, but it will be a fun journey as we get there. You know, you guys know this because you're probably tired of hearing it. I'm tired of talking about it, but the last two years have been a wild ride. And just when you think, man, we can stop talking about it, we got to talk about it again. And it's been an incredibly hard season in business, in life, in the church world. And what's, what's heartbreaking is as you look at the Big C Church, you can see the devastation and how our enemy has taken ground away from the kingdom of God, right? And, and I'm going to share some stats with you, and my goal in sharing these stats are not to depress you by any means, but just to give you a dose of reality of what we're facing. Because the church, the big C church, is suffering right now. And our culture is pulling people away. And so, you know, when, when, if you go back from 2000, so if you look at 2000 to 2020, non-practicing Christians have grown from 35 to 43% in that time frame. So 20 years, that stat has grown 8%. If, if you look at that same time period, practicing Christians, so people who believed, who were serving and loving, declined from 45% to 25%. So a 20 percentage drop. If you look at just COVID, like the years of COVID, and no one really knows exactly that time frame, but it's about two years we've been kind of the church has been battling and trying to lead through things that we weren't prepared for, never trained in seminary. We're making decisions on the fly and doing the best we could. And it's taken a toll on the church and, and people. When I say the church, right, we're not talking about buildings. We're talking about people. This stat is, is staggering. One out of every three, okay, so think about that. One out of every three practicing Christians has stopped going to church altogether. Man, that'll break your heart. Gathering together as the church, one out of every three. I just said it's just not what I want to do anymore. And we would think, oh, maybe people just didn't go to this church and they went to that church, but that's not the case because only around 14% of the greater C church switched churches that year. And so people are just walking away from faith. They're walking away from God. They're giving up on the church. And I would bet, because you guys are on the front lines of our church, the local C church and Northridge church, you've probably seen some of that. You've had to wrestle through some of that, maybe in your family, maybe in your group, maybe in your friend sphere, right? Where you've seen people who you knew love the Lord, who served in church, now nowhere to be found. And so the church has taken a toll. And what I want to remind us of 
tonight is, man, we're in a spiritual battle, guys. Right? We are battling every day. What you do matters because we are fighting this spiritual battle. It goes way beyond the, the physical, what we can see. But every day, we fight this spiritual battle. In fact, the Bible is very clear on this, Ephesians 6. Just a great reminder for you. As you approach your group, as you're leading your group, it says this, for our struggle. So I would bet many of you are going to face a struggle this year. And that struggle might be physical in your group. You might have to struggle through a marriage that's struggling in your group. You might have to struggle through an addiction with somebody. You're going to face struggles as you lead people. I promise you, they're everywhere. But it says that struggle, your struggle, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So we fight hell every single day as Christians. Right? And it's been a hard season where we've seen people walking away, giving up on their faith. And that's why I, I, we, we do this you know, twice a year to remind you of how valuable of a role you guys play in fighting with us, in this spiritual battle. What you do matters, and we've, we've seen it over and over again, the impact that you can have. But I want to remind you, when you face those struggles, remember, it's not flesh and blood. It is a spiritual battle. There is spiritual warfare going on that we can't see, that we, 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 we don't notice is happening. But people, the angels and demons are fighting for people's souls. And so what you play and the role you play matters. So the big C church has taken its toll over the last two years. But what's interesting is, man, God has just built continue to bless Northridge Church. If you just look back at this last year, 2020, I'll give you a little bit of a state of where we're at as a church because maybe you've wondered, right? It's been hard to even understand what, what is our church? Where do we measure? And so let me just give you some exciting news, right? It's hard in the church. It's been a difficult year in, in every sphere of business and relationships, but God has still blessed our church. Right, in 2021, our, our attendance in kids' ministry and adults, so adult attendance in kids' ministry grew around 13, 14% over the last year. So God is continuing to bring more people. Yeah, we can clap. Yeah, that's awesome. Our giving, right? So when COVID happened, we were like, oh no, what's gonna happen? But over 2021, our, our giving increased by $183,000 right? That's just God, right? That's God's people living sacrificially and buying in. I, we baptized 111 adults and teens in 2021. Come on, that's amazing. So if you just, if you just think about that, Every week we baptize two people, basically, is what that's saying. And God is still moving in spite of all the negativity, in spite of all the things. God is still moving in the life of our church. Just these first six or seven weeks of, of a series where we've asked people to raise the bar, we've seen 600 people say, hey, for 40 days, I'm going to be on my knees praying. We've seen hundreds and hundreds of people engage with God's word. We've seen people jump into group for the very first time and getting biblical community. We've, people, we've seen people. One of the hardest areas to, to, to sacrifice is financially. We saw, I don't remember the last time, over 20 people say, hey, I'm going to start sacrificing back to God. We've seen step after step after step people taking. And so this year and moving into 2022, God is still on the move, and man, that's because of your faithful work. That's because of all the work and conversations that you have. And so in spite of a, a hard and difficult year, we can praise the Lord for what he continues to do in the life of our church. And I'm, I'm always, my mind's always blown. I'm like, God, we, we don't deserve it. 
and yet you still continue to bless us, and we're very thankful for that. Okay, I told you we're going to bounce around, so I'm going to skip gears here. So that's kind of the State of the Union, the Big C Church, and then Northridge Church. Now I'm going to give you a little inside look on a couple things. The first one, a year and a half ago, we set on a journey, a crazy journey, right, where we were going to buy a facility at 780 Salt Road. And I don't know if you saw, you know, we send out, you know, financial updates for you guys through those letters that you get in the mail and you probably don't read, but I sign like seven million of those things. Um, so look at it. It's, it's good reading, I promise. But you saw in there, we, we asked people over two years ago to commit. 98% of our commitment came in. That is amazing. That's God at work, right? That doesn't happen through a pandemic, all things. And so the Webster Building, here's something you don't know that I want to give you an inside look at. When we bought 780 Salt Road, we were really excited about the space we were going to have, an auditorium, a, a permanent campus for our Webster campus. But that's a huge facility. So 75,000 square square feet. We only use 25,000 square feet of that. We still have 50,000, which is actually a place that we can produce income through leasing it out. And so we've, we've been in the, the, the grind of renting this space out. And I want to get a shout out to a couple people. Some of them are on staff, some of them are not. Scott Bixby, Jeff Mapes, Eric Reed, Nate Miller. They have been grinding at getting this space leased. Yeah, you got to give it up for them. And you're, you're going you're gonna to see some pictures. So the, the, if you go to 780 Salt Road, that front building is now leased out by two companies. And you'll see they're doing some build out. They're making the building actually pretty awesome on their dime. And here's what's, a, here's what's amazing about that. Just with two completed leases over 10 years, so they signed 10-year leases, we're going to bring in around $2.3 million in base rent for those leases. That's pretty incredible. We still have about 25,000 square feet that is available. So I would love for you guys, I would love for our leaders to pray that God would bring the right companies into that space to lease that out. You know what that does? That enables us to do more ministry in our community by just creating a space for a business. And so it's something that I never, when I went into ministry, thought, you know what I'm gonna be really good at? Leasing property. It's not a course in seminary. I've, I've searched for it. There, it's not there. But it's amazing how God provides opportunities that will allow us to make more and better disciples in unique ways. And what's amazing is we've seen volunteers like Eric Reed work his butt off to help us achieve those goals. And so I would love to everybody to say thank you to Eric Reed. <laughs> I know you hate this, buddy. I know you do. Another thing, um, and I got to get moving because Jason's going to kill me. Um, uh, new campuses, right? So we're kind of at the beginning processes. I told our staff uh, up until September, we're taking a year where we just kind of rebuild and refresh through the changes of COVID that's brought. But we're beginning to start these initial dialogues of like, okay, God, as you continue to bring more people to our church, what does it look like for us to launch a campus in the season we're in? What does it look like? Where would we go? And what changes would we make in, in, in the, the process of launching new campuses? So we're beginning those dialogues. Uh, COVID, we had to bring back two camp- campuses. And so it's been a unique journey. And so we're 
continuing that dialogue of what that would look like and what would we do differently. And so those are some of the inside looks of, of things that are going on in our church that maybe you didn't know about. And the last thing I wanna talk about is just where we're headed from a teaching perspective. And again, I told you how to bounce it all around. So uh, to, to kind of sum it up, here's where we're going. So you guys are group leaders. Here's kind of an inside look of the next teaching series. So we're in a series right now called Habits for Change. It's gonna be about two to three more weeks. And then we're gonna jump into a series that leads us into Easter called Final Words. And we're gonna do a study in the Gospels on Jesus' last, his final words, his seven sayings on the cross before he gave and surrendered his life. That's gonna lead us into Resurrection Sunday where we celebrate Jesus' resurrection. We're gonna be doing some unique things in the lobby that will help you interact with those words and understand where they come in scripture. It's gonna be a great series, seven weeks of just digesting Jesus' words on the cross. And then that's gonna lead us into after Easter. Maybe you've heard of this series. Maybe you're excited about it. I know a lot of people have been excited. We're gonna jump into Revelation. And so we're going to go after it. And just to kind of set some expectations, Revelation is a long book. If you have read it, it's crazy. It's wild. I've been reading it over summer to prepare for this series. And I'm like, what, 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 what have I done? Uh, and so here we are, I promise, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it for about nine weeks. And here's my goal, okay? We'll probably come back to Revelation, but my goal is to put some handles on the book for you to understand the events that happen in there. So if you go to read it, it's approachable for you. So you have an understanding of the timeline and uh, the events that take place. So we're gonna spend nine weeks in Revelation kind of discovering the book and putting some handles on it for you. It should be a fun series where you're gonna have a lot of questions that I probably won't have answers for you. So one day Jesus will give that to you. But that's kind of where we're, we're headed in, in the next uh, you know, 16 to 18 weeks. We're getting ready to write that series uh, here next week. So it should be fun, but... Um, again, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for all that you guys do. Uh, I am so incredibly grateful. Our staff is incredibly grateful for all the work that you do, loving, caring for people. You are the front lines. You're, you're the shepherds of our church. And so I can't say thank you enough for all that you do. And it's been a hard season. Um, it's been a difficult season. And you guys have stayed the course. And I pray that God blesses you for it.